Hello everybody and welcome to another Comedian's Interview for my blog and podcast A Rich Comic Life. My name is Richard Gill and my blog describes my experiences of watching over 1,000 comedians and counting over the last 46 years. My guest today is the wonderful comedian Mr. Jason Cook. Yay! (laughs) Hello mate, how are you? I'm very well. (laughs) Good to see you. How are you? That's a wonderful welcome. Well, you're very kind, and you're a wonderful comedian, and I'm delighted that you're uh, a guest on my uh, blog and podcast today. Um, uh, We're going to talk about your comedy career, and I'd like to go right back to the start, please, and ask you, how did you become a comedian in the first place? Well, we're not made, we're born, love, you see. That's how it's... um... (laughs) I was, um, I've got a funny family. Right. We always sit and take the mick out of each other, which helped. Yeah. Uh, and then my dad, uh, he worked on oil tankers, like I, like I did later in life. But he was always away for like six months at a time and home very briefly. And he loved Billy Connolly. And oh, I used to see Billy Connolly making him so happy that I think that's, well, that's what one of the therapists has said has planted the seed. Yeah. If I could become a comedian, my dad would like it. But, yeah, we're just a funny family. We said, just take rip them. I'm not sure your language policy upon this podcast. But Say what we, you like. <laughs> we pissed out of each other. I mean, we still do. Um, and, and that was kind of where it came from. And I'd always dreamed that I wanted to do it. Mm. But like at that time, you know, I mean, I was born in 73. So even in like the 80s, I just thought comedians were born on television. That, they, you know, there wasn't comedy clubs, especially not in Newcastle. Yeah. And then um, I joined the Merchant Navy and I was sailing around the world, just like my dad did, and coming home, you know, every five or six months. Right. And then a friend of mine was in a comedy competition at the old Hyena Comedy Club, the, the first one, which was in the bar of the Tyne Theatre in Newcastle. Right. And I went to see him, just to support him. And um, that was it. I was hooked. I was like, there's a, there's a comedy club and they do... They do comedy. And they were like, yeah. So I went every night and I would go on the Friday and the Saturday to see the same comedians do the same sets. Wow. But I just became obsessed. And then uh, I went away to see my friend who'd been in the competition was writing a, doing a sketch show there. So I was writing sketches on a typewriter on an oil tanker in the middle of you know the Gulf and then sending them home in a big manila envelope and they were performing them. And then when I came home, I... Uh, I saw them being performed and I just decided I wasn't going to go back to see them. That's brilliant. Yeah, it was crazy. That's a perfect way to to do it because if you're submitting sketches to see how they perform, it'll give you experience and wanting you to have a go more as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And it was eventually they were just doing the the only ones they were doing were the ones that I'd written because, you know, they they were what they liked. Um, And then. Yeah, I just said, well, I'll do a bit. I'll do a tiny bit. And I, my first time on stage, I had a crash helmet with fireworks attached to it. And I was supposed to be like a stuntman. The whole premise of this sketch show is the world's worst circus. And so I was supposed to be this immortal stuntman. So every month I would, they would kill me and I would come back. And I would just, I'd just run around the audience with fireworks going off of my head. And then... Uh, That's brilliant. That's all I could hear was... <laughs> two days afterwards... Um, That's fantastic. So your your first ever gig, um, did you 
did you get into it through like you went to see your friend you were doing five minute slots in in pubs and people were supporting you or what what was your first ever gig like so we'd been doing the sketch show for about two years or three years right and then we'd come up with these characters who were this German craftwork type pop group called the Clash and Feeder Mouse. Yes. <laughs> they became like really popular. People used to come to the sketch show just to see them. Yeah. And uh, some friends, a friend, someone, someone who was in the sketch group who was a comic said, you know, there's like a circuit of gigs you could do. And we were like, is there? Because there wasn't, there wasn't anything in Newcastle at that time. We were like, yeah, yeah, we'll just drive to Manchester and do some gigs. So that was what we started doing, just going and doing fives and like, you know, which was like one song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then do, doing it that way. And then that caught on really quick because it was so different. And like, you know, we had like black boiler suits and we just abused the audience, <laughs> like big time abused the audience, but they loved it because we were so pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, that sort of led to us doing longer shows and then we did a couple of Edinburgh's with it. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. I uh, was still working at the Hyena Comedy Club while we were doing a lot of this stuff. Right. And uh, one one night the, the comp didn't turn up and the booger said, well, you do comedy. And I'm like, I kind of do characters. And <laughs> I'm like, they're going, look, we, you need someone to go on stage. So I, I went on in front of like, and it was rough. That was, it was the roughest <laughs> club in the country at the time. It was like 400 <laughs> drunk stags and hens. And... Uh, <laughs> The first gig, that, so that was like my first stand-up gig. I just went on with two pitchers of beer and just went, who wants beer? <laughs> That's <laughs> a way of beer. getting attention. <laughs> and I said, you've got to drink it off me. So I was just like, <laughs> pour beer on me. It was crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So so what sort of year are we talking about then when you first started off? When I started off, it would have been like 99, 2000, right. when we started doing the sketch show, really. Maybe 2001. No, no, 99, 2000. Right. And, and uh, our first Edinburgh, because you get to the point where you just, everything is marked by Edinburgh. It's the yeah, easiest yeah. way. Yeah. So we did uh, Declat Shake and Feet of Mouse in 2005. And then in 2006, we did a show called Declat Shake and Feet of Mouse versus Malcolm and Miriam where I'd come up with these other two characters called Malcolm and Miriam, who sort of lived together and were very different. Um, and they were just really nice and, like, they had, they had no money. And they, wanted, they used to say, um, we can't afford a holiday, so we just stay at home. Um, like, for our last holiday, we spent our last holiday in the bathroom. We pretended it was a water park with limited facilities. <laughs> the kind of thing Malcolm and Miriam would do, and they had this, like, big message of love at the end. And then the audience sometimes would be crying, and um, and then there would be a quick changeover, and we'd come on just clashing and feed a mouse and call them all weak for for crying, <laughs> and just crush it and like ruin it for really. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 fantastic, and 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 what a way to get in using a sketch group like that because yeah. if there are two people on stage i always remember the only the only other creative thing i've done apart from this blog i i wrote a play which was which i wanted to take up to the edinburgh fringe and i might still do and uh, it was me and my mate and and once two of you were on stage it was easier to bounce um a yes. comedy off you know because you, there's somebody there as a support you know yeah, well, you're, you're not alone when you die, and you've got some. 
<laughs> McLean was the best bit. <laughs> so, so with the solo act, when did that begin? How 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 did that develop? Well, so it was like in two thousand and sort of six. I suppose yeah. the second when we did the second declaring female show, I had been doing some stand up because obviously when you do a double act, you halve the money. Sure. Um, so I had been doing stand up as a means to an end sometimes. And then it just sort of, uh, my dad had a stroke. Right. Oh. And, and I wrote um, loads of stuff about it that I was talking about on stage. And it was really, really going well, really strong, got a massive reaction. And then the sort of, I, f- I think we both felt we'd come to the end of the clashing and Freedom House because there wasn't really much else to do. We'd done like a couple of music videos, we'd appeared on the tube. Sure, right, yeah. We did, we did a bit I of TV. Re- I remember today. that vaguely. I remember seeing this weird yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. hilarious act because I we used to watch it. the tube all the time with being Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this is when they reinvented it. It was Alex James from Blur was hosting it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we kept telling them how much uh, we loved his work because we were big fans of the Stone Roses. And it yes, just, of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrong bands, wrong bands. <laughs> um, but he, he seemed to like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so it's and it just sort of became it became very stressful. And I was I just could tell that I wanted to do the solo stuff because I was starting to just do like, like stories about my dad and stuff like that and stories about my family that just felt like they were a bit richer than sure, just coming yeah. up like what's this month's offensive song um, <laughs> like, what we, did. we had sound, songs like uh, Dead Clown Panic Attack uh, When You Love Me In Your Mouth was was a particular from Declection Feed Brilliant <laughs> So that's where it sort of branched off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 2007 was the first uh, solo show. Right. And um, when you um, go on stage, just before you go on stage, do you get any nerves at all? Do you get nervous at all? And how do you cope with it? Because whenever I've seen you live, and I've seen you live very many times, you are very confident and you're very enthused when you dash out on stage and the audience are with you. (laughs) Well, I, I always, um, someone once said to me, can you describe your act? I think it was a TV producer. Was asking them, and I said, it's an orchestrated panic attack. Right. Wow. Like, that you need to be, because I've learned after a while, you know, I've been doing it for, for a long time now. Yeah. Um, that uh, I've gone on confident twice. Um, and the second time was only because I forgot how badly it went the first time. And, um, and if you swagger on, no one... You know, and you and you you don't you're not, um, you don't care how it goes. It will go badly. That's that's an absolute because everybody gets an adrenaline surge. Yeah, and I think it's like there's a difference between. So I've reframed it. It's not nerves. It's excitement, because it's the same biological response. Sure, I get very yeah. nervous, but, but if you don't if you don't have any adrenaline flowing, it means that the outcome of what you're about to do doesn't mean anything to you. So. I get nervous if I'm not nervous or if I'm not excited. And I, I start, I talk myself into how badly it could go. Wow. And that brings you up to where you need to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sort of, there's, a, there's a band of like, I mean, nerves, I don't really get any more, but there's a band, you know, which is too much. Yeah, yeah. And there's a band which is too little. And then this bit in the middle, that's where you want to live. In that kind of excited, your mind's firing a thousand miles an hour. But you're still driving the, the car. I mean, how many metaphors I can get into this description is bizarre. Um, but I think there's a, there's a thing where 
being reframing it as excitement and then being worried if I'm not excited is, is the do you, do you think there's a difference between nerves and adrenaline? Because whenever I go to a comedy night, I always enjoy myself so much that I'm absolutely physically shattered at the end of it from laughing and walking. Yeah. And, and you're coming down, and that's just in the audience. You're coming down from the performance. Yeah, yeah. It well, must think, be like that on stage. I think the adrenaline is symptomatic of the, of the nerves. Right. And, the nerves is, is to, to my mind anyway. My wife's a psychologist. I'll bring her up here. If you want. <laughs> um, the nerves is just a frame of reference. I think that can, that can cause it, your adrenaline to get going. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. Do too much. I went through a point when I was drinking them um, because when I do the Edinburgh Fringe, I don't drink. Right. Uh, uh, on my birthday, I think I had ten pints of Coca Cola and went on, and pff, that was just too much. <laughs> <laughs> People are going, are you on, are you on cocaine? <laughs> well, it's all the sugar and that, yeah. <laughs> I did a 20 minute act in 12 minutes. Wow. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, when you're on stage, you because you're going so quickly, which is wonderful, you're going so fast, how do you remember all your routines? Is there a way that you have to do this or? Well, I never, like, when I'm writing, I never write it down, like, word for word, ever. Right. It just, and if I'm doing, like, new materially bits, I'll write down the, the one words that are the, the beats in all, in all the, the routines, this, 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 and this. And then I'll probably do that until I know it quite well, that it might come down to, say, from six words to three words, to, you know, to two words to one word. Um, and that's how I'll remember it. So I yeah. always write on my hands, always, always I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's how I'd remember any of the, the bits. I mean, I've probably forgotten them all now. I haven't done stand-up for bloody 15 months. So it's, it's... it's horrible, isn't it? I'm, I'm, they're only just opening up, and uh, yeah. it's so wonderful to go back and see you all do what you do best live. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll move on to that later. Um, uh, um uh, let's move on to Edinburgh properly. Um, I've, I've been, I am very fortunate um, uh, uh, coming from Carlisle. I, 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 I live in London, but I go to Carlisle every summer. And mm. my um, holiday for the last 15, 16 years has been the Edinburgh Fringe. I, I absolutely love to go. And I go for a week and I see about 50 shows and I'm exhausted by the time I come back. I need another holiday. But as soon as I step off the train at the Haymarket at, at um, Edinburgh Waverley, um, the uh, the atmosphere just hits me. My first Edinburgh Fringe was in 2005. What was your first one like when you went up? What what were you doing? What you what year was it? What what experience? We, um, so the first time we ever went was 2004. Right. And it was for my birthday. My birthday falls in the middle of the fringe. And uh, my friend, who was in Declashing, Peter Mouse with me, said, let's go up. And we were staying with uh, Matt Kirshen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know him well, yeah. We slept on his floor for a couple of days. And we went and saw um, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest when the Comedians Theatre Company were doing it. Saw that, and yeah. We saw some other bits and bobs. And it was completely intoxicating. It was, it was, it was just incredible. Yeah. Um, and so we knew we had to, we had to go and do declaring freedom Mouse there, um, and it was yeah, it was, it was just incredible. It is, it is. 
the most amazing place and the and the areas that they have the fringe in it's like a second home to me i mean somewhere like the pleasant's courtyard i love yeah. to just go early in the morning with a pint of uh, with either a cup of coffee or a pint of guinness and just sit there people watch and then as it as it unfolds during the day it's extraordinary it's just one yeah. thing after another and if you get good weather and good company, it's just the best thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, I can't, well, I haven't, I think the only time I enjoyed it was the time I wasn't doing a show. Right. It's the, it's the pressures of it. The pressures of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 can, I can understand that because, I mean, 25 performances is a lot in a month to do every night, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 25 I, um, nights. I, yeah. Uh, so my first agent, yeah. um, called Toby Jones, I'll name check him and he'll watch this. Uh, he sort of, we had like a boot camp approach to it, which I kept for every Edinburgh that I did, which was don't drink, not a drop, yeah. up early, flyering until you do your show. And then as soon as you finish that show, you're out doing other gigs. Yeah, so we yeah, would yeah. do yeah. the show yeah. and then do eight gigs in a night, get back in at you know, two in the morning, maybe get to sleep at four, up at 10 it, and then it is exhausting we got to fill the room haven't you You've got yeah, to fill yeah, your yeah, room. So yeah it's, it's yeah. like a, a real grind yeah um, i i have yeah. helped out with um budding comedians who with flyer in and he and i was i was shattered from that because you're <laughs> you're trying to enthuse everybody to go along mm. and do it I, I i i always remember i can never remember his name but uh, i went with a reviewer friend of mine to this show my friend was reviewing the show and uh, there was myself and uh, this uh, reviewer, and there was somebody else in in the crowd. There was there was it was a little tiny cafe room, and and this bloke was sitting at the front, and there was my friend my friend and me, and this comedian bounded on, full of enthusiasm, and he went, "Hello, ladies and gentlemen." And he looked, and he saw there was only three people in there. And uh, he went, oh, I'm, oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's not much point tonight because there's only three people in here. Thank you so much for coming along. I'm going to buy you a, a, a drink and blah, blah, blah. And this bloke in the front row went, no, I've paid my six pound. I want the act. And he had to do it. And, it, and, and so there's added pressure of that as well because, yeah. you know, no. it's like you must think, and rightly so, it's the best thing you've ever done to and yeah. promote it you know so it's fascinating to um watch and when it goes really well like your shows do um it's 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 wonderful to see i've i've seen you perform brilliant routines at the comedy store over the years and you've mm. also performed your acclaimed solo shows my confessions in 2017 and joy in 2018 at the fringe um, how do you get your ideas for solo shows in particular? Um, well, they were they were two thousand seven, two thousand and eight. Actually, that's how old. Oh, I was it twenty seven? Yeah. I do apologise. I'm, um, I'm getting old. <laughs> right. uh, the, the My Confession show was the show about my dad having a stroke. Right. Um, which was like uh, that was just what had happened to us, and it was and the, and after that he died. So oh, I did man. a show about him dying. Um, which was which was called joy, um, but they were all just big things. Big things happen to you. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I've said to loads of comics have asked me about going to Edinburgh, 
is that you should never go unless you've got something to say. Because I think, you know, when you've, you've, you've seen loads of shows, when you sit there and someone, you just go, well, you can do this at a club. You could, yeah. I always think that the, the fringe, I've tried to explain this so many times, is like this, you know, all year round you have to play like in the, in the clubs and stuff like that. And, you know, you've got your 20 minutes, you have to make sure everyone has a good time, you know what works, it might necessarily be your most satisfying stuff. But the fringe is a blank sheet of paper and you owe it to like yourself and the audience to, to say this is the best, this is the absolute best I can do. Um, and so all of those shows, you know, they're about heavy stuff, but that was to make them funny is the, is the biggest challenge, of isn't course, it? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. the moment my father died, yeah, like, yeah, like the actual yeah. moment to make that like proper round of applause funny is, is a, you know, a real challenge. And that's yeah. why I always like that. You, you should always have a reason to go. I went once and I didn't have a reason and I really regretted it. I was just thinking, blah, blah, this and that, this and that. <laughs> I think I think if it, they say, don't they, that you write about things that are that you know about and you're close, the closest mm. to your heart, so your family and and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and where you grew up and everything. Um, let's move on to Hebburn because. Um, mm. I coming from Carlisle, I I and the North, I'm a massive, massive fan of this <coughs> TV series. I would rank it genuinely up there with the Royal Family. It was oh, so okay. well done. You co-wrote it, um, and uh, I've met Chris Chris Ramsey. I've, I've I've seen him live many times, and I've told him the same. I said, I said uh, it's it's it, it's an extraordinary thing. You managed to get a terrific cast. Including him and 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 uh, Vic Reeves as yeah. uh, as as the dad and Gina McKee and everybody. Um, please tell me how this came about, and it, please tell me is the series ever going to return? <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you how it came about. I was in maybe 2010. Uh, I got approached by a TV company, right? Because all, all my shows were about my family. That was you know yes. all my life experiences, like we were talking about. And that uh, initially they said, "Do you want to host a prank show or something?" Because I used to do a little bit about how I love doing pranks. And I said, "I don't really want it because there's millions of them. And like, you know, it's not different or anything." And I said, "I'd love to write a show about my family, though." And um, so we wrote one, and I could—I genuinely—I couldn't come up with a title because it was, you know, the deadline was maybe that day. So I just wrote "Heaven" on the front. So it's called "Heaven." It's where I'm from. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, and then it went, and we did. Uh, a uh, thing called the Salford Sitcom Showcase, which is when the BBC selects some scripts and then they do them live in front of an audience. Right. And so we did that. We had like a week of rehearsal and um, we did it live on the night just in front of, you know, like 300 people, but a lot of the, the commissioners and stuff were there to see how it goes. It was us and uh, Citizen Khan on the same night, yeah. I think. And we both got commissioned. And then after that, because I'd written all of it till then, and then after that, there was they said they wanted to make it really fast. So we got another writer in, which was Graham Duff, who'd done Ideal with Johnny Vegas and yeah. stuff like that. And so we wrote the, the sort of, the, we made him wrote the five, four episodes. Did I write the first two? I can't remember. Um, <clears throat> shot, you know, a week of it on location in Hebburn, and then we did five weeks in a studio in Manchester. And then it, it sort of, it went again, and it was great you know we got big reason I didn't think you would do it but you know apparently he was looking for it yeah, something like yeah, that yeah yeah so he, him down. he was great to work with 
Um, it just it just worked because um, you you had a very in, you created a very endearing family that 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 you couldn't help but love. So so whatever situation you put them in. It's like it's like my mum and dad and brother, you know. They're, they're, uh, it, it it reminded me so much of home, um, but it could yeah. be set anywhere, you know. It's it's and and it was so well done, and 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 I just wanted to say how wonderful I Thank thought you. it was, and that means you should be really was, proud of it. Yeah, we are. I think it was just largely writing down things that people had already said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, extrapolating <laughs> quite a lot of those things, but it was. Um, it was amazing because on that show we, uh, I mean, we joked that the title. This is quite good. That, that we were saying they'll never call it head. <laughs> it just never would. It doesn't say anything. Um, and then so we sort of had a little running joke for coming up with titles. And my title was that they were going to call it Howie Man. Oh, I, I like that. <laughs> I said, you just imagine the sort of middle class BBC announcement because <laughs> they never really understood the North when we were going. So today, a bag of chips on a colour television causes consternation in another slice of Northern humour. We're going to Howayman. <laughs> that would have worked. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, will there be any more of it? Like, have you thought about bringing it back at all? Or? I mean, if someone asks us to do it, we were, we we had a tiny thing about doing Heaven the Musical, wow. uh, which which would take so much investment. It was yeah. someone was kind of interested, and then good idea. Then. Sort of, yeah, I mean, hey, if the money's there, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just watch Hamilton, so it has to be like yeah. Hamilton. <laughs> It's going to be that good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more pigs, pudding, and Hamilton. <laughs> Um, and um, do you have a different approach to writing television comedy as opposed to live stand-up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, I've always tried to keep my stand-up pretty loose in terms of it's never, like, word for word. Right. I don't, I don't have a set. I don't have an opening joke. I never have. Um, I like to riff. If I can riff 20 minutes, then, I, then that's my preferred thing to do. Because yeah, I've, yeah. I've already heard my jokes. Um, whereas, like, obviously, writing the script is much more forensic, right. um, and you know, you can, you can. There's a heightened world in stand-up. I think when you're, if you're a storytelling comic, you're the narrator of this thing, so you've got to be all the people. And whereas you can do something much more subtle in in a script that that, um, that, that would, would be the difference. Yeah, it takes a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. Did did you have? Um, the cast in mind did did you have the actors in mind for the the, the particular roles in the series so did you, did you want Vic Reeves to play dad and <clears throat> no that came out of left field I would, right. I would someone had mentioned him and I said he'll never do it yeah so I just uh, well weirdly I, I play a character in that series called Ramsey you do which was going to be Chris Ramsey if he didn't get the part of me yeah um so there was no one really in mind when I was writing it, I kind of went in a bit blind, and then, but then maybe when we did when we done the live version, yeah, kept some of the cast from that, yeah. Uh, so I think it was like Vicky Elliott who played yeah. Denise was kept, and Lisa McGrillis who played the sister was kept, yeah. and the Gran as well, Pat. 
Oh, brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's phenomenal, isn't she? Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking, I, I, I was very fortunate to see Reeves and Mortimer on the big night out tour the, really? when they when they started. And I, and I saw them in Newcastle. And uh, I, I remember watching them on Channel 4 and I kept... Um, changing channels but I kept going back to see this extraordinary thing <laughs> and I'm thinking these two are so original that, yeah. that uh, and 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 but yet he's done a lot of serious acting he played Eric Morecambe's dad as well, yeah, well and, and he's a really good actor you know so so yeah fascinating um and very funny um, oh yeah 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 really quiet yeah when you're on set but one day, I remember one day he said because uh, we're, we're getting tired and it's filming in the summer and the studio's really hot he said uh, alright I'm going to every day <clears throat> he said in between every take I'm going to sing a different David Bowie song in a jazz style <laughs> and he did it <laughs> all day fantastic that's that's what you need isn't it someone to keep it going yeah, yeah, yeah. that is brilliant um, you have also acted in the successful comedy thrillers Murder on the Liverpool Express and Death yeah. on the Tyne in, in, in 2017 and 18 for Sky TV, appearing with, again, with another great comedy cast, including Johnny Vegas. How did that come about? Did, did they ask you to do it or? Um... Well, they, um, so I'd wanted to, to write a comedy thriller for ages. Right. Um, and then they approached me and just said, you know, they, they liked Heaven, the executive producer liked yeah. Heaven. And he said, um, we, we want to, comedy murder mystery will you write will you write that and so I, I was like yeah yeah well, I'll always do the work um and then I was talking to him about it and I was saying you know we would do it like something a bit parody-ish and then we were having a drink and he sort of let on to me that he had uh, been the producer of Coach Trip right and if you know that that sort of reality tv show right yeah and I was like well we should set it on a coach we should definitely set it on a coach and um and he was like, all right, yeah. And uh, and then it sort of, that was, I thought, you know, what's the coach driver who's the the detective? But, you know, they not the detective, but they, they eventually yeah, solved yeah. the crime. Yeah, 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 yeah. Inadvertently solved the crime. Yeah. And it just sort of developed from there. And then we had it, like I was writing, you know, like all these things take years to get going. Um, so I probably started writing that in 2012. And right. then, yeah, took a few years and then... I knew Johnny a bit and they wanted Johnny. Yeah. So um, I think they'd sent it to him. And um, yeah, it just went from there. We had like Griffiths Jones. I was just going to say, what a, what a great comedian. I, I, I saw um, Smith and Jones on the Scratch and Sniff tour in 1988 at wow. college. And they were extraordinary then. Yeah, yeah, and uh, um, he is a great comic actor. I've, I've, yeah, I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I saw him play um, Fagin in in the West End, and he was brilliant at that. He's such a good. Uh, he's 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 got a great face for comedy, and and and, 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 it, and it was proven in that as well in the um, comedy thrillers. Mm -hmm. are, you, are you are you writing any more of those? Because there was two of them. Uh, well, we did three. Oh, there was and three, then, and then we've just done a series. Um, which is, I think, has gone down well. So hopefully, there's going to be more yeah. of that. Well, it's crazy now because now it'll be five, like five years. On wow, I'm always waiting for it to end. But wow. it's a great gig. It's, it's really like it's very fun on the set. Brilliant! It's brilliant. Though. That's 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 really good. Um, over the last 
15 or 16 months it's been really strange times um mm. ha have you done any online gigs what do you think of online gigs as opposed to live stand-up comedy I mean, I haven't done any. I did a sort of live radio broadcast on Facebook for about a week when it right. first started. There was a novelty. But then I was, we were, we were starting on the TV show then when I usually take a break from stand-up. And then I think I just got behind where everyone had done loads and I like sort of big room stand-up, like, yeah. you know, like this comedy yeah. store. And like I've got my own gig in Newcastle, which is like sort of 450 seats. Yeah, yeah. And then... Um, I've just been writing, really just writing loads of scripts. I think I've done about 15. They're all out. And I just thought I'd take this time because, you don't, you know, usually if you're doing a proper stand-up's diary, that you, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're on the road, um, between Sundays out. So then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're traveling. So only be, and you've got a, I've got a family, you've got to be with them. Yeah, so, you of know, course, yeah, yeah. So many days you can write. Yeah. So I've yeah. actually been in, in this room, um, just writing and writing and writing. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's been great because it's kept so many of the other comics going. Um, I mean, like Scott Bennett. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, I've, 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 ne I've never met Scott Bennett. I've only seen him live online. And, yeah. and, 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 um, I, I go to always be comedy in Kennington all the time. I live, I live mm. in South London. And um, uh, um, I, I'm always on the front row of that. He has a virtual front row, and uh, I, uh, but I, but I'm also I also sit in the front row in the gig as well. It's a perfect room for comedy. And um, Scott Bennett's about uh, Scott Bennett is going to play live there, so I'm looking forward to 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 meeting him. But yeah, I'm but I'm exactly like you. I think that uh, um, online comedy is a, is a very good substitute for for live comedy but when they first started off there was no audio so with myself and my loud laugh i was just sitting here laughing at four walls and i thought i was going to be taken <laughs> away <laughs> yeah. but then, I think there's people like scott who's yeah you know it's a gig it's a gig in, yeah. his, in his shed where yeah, there's other yeah, people yeah. who just yeah. other comics who just sit in front of their laptops and yeah and go, i did this it's, it's not yeah there are there are pluses and negatives to it because it's for, it's very good for people who would not normally go to comedy gigs, but you yeah. can't beat live for me. I I, yeah. I I love to go and sit down with all my friends and just be entertained and because because you're in the moment. That's the thing. You never yeah. know what you're going to get. Well, there's the real electricity, and I think there's um you know especially like I was saying, I like to riff. So when I, if I'm yeah. You know, making it up as we go along. I'm I'm hearing it the same time everyone else is hearing it. It's yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. Work goes on up there. It is, it is exactly that. Um, uh, who are your favourite comedians, past and present? Did Did you grow up with comedy, like you say? Yeah, well, it was like Billy Connolly, and yeah. then you know when Eddie Murphy came out with like yeah. Roar and Furious. Everyone was watching those, and um, and Chris Rock and all that. I mean, yeah. now it's. It's weird to say that you've got a favourite. I think I was thinking about this. The, 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 my favourite comedians are people who own their act, who like their act is completely authentic to them. So like say like Gary Delaney, who does one-liners, that's his thing. But that, yeah. but that is that is who Gary is. You know, he's a very analytic person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, and he's a wonderful, warm, kind person, obviously. Yeah. But it's, that's who he is. And like you know, Bill Burr's great. That's definitely him. Adam Rowe, definitely him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Ramsey, obviously Chris Ramsey, yeah. definitely him. 
And I think that's authenticity is the thing because there's, you know, you've seen millions of gigs. Yeah, you yeah. often tell that some comics get to the point where they're just reciting this 20 minutes that they can't remember why it was funny <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> but, you know, you can see people. I, I used to, uh, when we were doing the musical double acts, especially when I hated the gig, I would be saying the words, but I'd be thinking, what kind of curry am I going to get when I get home? Yeah. <laughs> I think when you start to get to that level, yeah. You've got, you've got to bin whatever you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get some new gear. Because I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of people who aren't, who just aren't, don't like being in the moment. And yeah, like, yeah, kind yeah. of keep it in your toe just, just on the edge of chaos. Yes. Just <laughs> that's, that's like, that's such a good answer. Um, my, my first ever comedy gig uh, was in 1975 on a family holiday to Scarborough and we saw Les Dawson oh. and it was just extraordinary what a funny yeah. man he was and I would be seven something like that and, yeah, then, yeah. and then a year later we saw Tommy Cooper and I just got the bug I yeah. I, I the first uh, I, I've been in London for 30 years I, I went the first comedy store gig I ever saw was Steve Gribbin who was brilliant he oh, was yeah. on the bill um, uh, and uh, I saw Linda Smith, dear old Linda Smith, um, and right the way through the um, the alternative comedy revolution, and then and then um, of course uh, Edinburgh and beyond. So I just love to go and and just experience the whole thing. Yeah. It's just a wonderful thing. Um, so my mother used to take us, and we saw Ron Atkinson. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And not just a pretty face to it with Angus Deaton. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I saw that at college. He, he was superb, and what a straight man Angus Deaton was to him. He was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The very first Mr. Bean was in that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah mate. Yeah. Angus Deaton was on the deck chair with the sunglasses. Yeah, on. yeah, 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 yeah. And Ron Atkinson gets changed into a bathing suit. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. And then yeah, Angus Deaton yeah. stands up, takes his white stick. Walks off. What a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yes. Um, and like me, uh, either as a comedian or before you were a comedian, um, did you ever go to um, live comedy as a member of the audience? It was when I found when I found out there was a comedy club in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Every night, and it yeah. used to be. I'd go, I'd go the Friday with people and the Saturday on my own. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. So what? What are you going tonight? I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go to the, uh, just going to go to the comedy club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I'm like that. It's one of the few things I'm not afraid to go to uh, on my own to the to the comedy club. But but because all the comedians now know me, I don't mind sitting in the front row and having the piss taken. So yeah, well, hello, he is rich, you know. But um, my gig, I've got in Newcastle. I've been it for a few years. I know them all now. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Like, it is, yeah. and 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 I think that's a wonderful thing because you can build up obviously friendships and relationships and all the rest yeah, of it, yeah. you know, as well. So, so, so it's good. Um, there's a there's a section in my blog called the ones that got away. And uh, I've written twenty five of them. This is this is why I, this is why I'm asking the question. And uh, there's there's twenty five entries in the blog where um, uh, they've either passed on or I just haven't had a chance to see them. And uh, top of the tree for me were Markham and Wise. I, I, I would have loved to have yeah. seen them live. I never did get a chance. 
but I've seen everything else about them and uh, it, it was just it was like Les Dawson and Tommy Cooper he had the ability just to twiddle his glasses and you were laughing there's another yeah. level to it um, I've got um, I've got a tattoo of Eric Morgan on my leg oh mate <laughs> um, it's, like, it's big yeah uh, and it's him as the devil crawling up my brilliant room. brilliant yeah he he was he that's the reason why i why i do uh, comedy yeah 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 it is, it is i mean great. i think especially with with eric because it was uh i remember so clearly he just i can't remember what the specific sketch was but i remember he just said to ernie why is that then and, and that was the punchline <laughs> why is that then and i think there's like <laughs> there's so much in in that yeah that, yeah you know, if you're yeah. writing company you're creating company you want that to be you know you want the punchline to be three words that yeah. could be any yeah that, that's how deep the comedy is yeah. it doesn't need you know because there's two of them vicar with a thing one of my favorite Markham and wise sketches was a robin hood where, he, where they were doing the Robin Hood pantomime and Eric Morecambe suddenly clocks the camera right behind him and he just turns yeah. round and pulls a grin and then the next, the, the, by the end of it, everybody is just pulling a grin and it's just the most joyous thing to see and that yeah. was the magic of them, you know. They're, 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 they're just, and you're very much like that in, in your enthusiasm to go on the stage and be very, very funny. You sort of like... <laughs> get an audience and you go you're not leaving until i make you laugh i've I've noticed that many many times and it always works i think there's there's um getting a laugh and not seeing anything at all yeah is, is one of the biggest things and i think there's something like if i do the, the comedy store in london uh there's two rows of seats that face each other at the very front this is a little trick that i do i'll tell you and i always clock who's sitting on either side <laughs> and what i'll do is when i'm talking to one side I will, so, I will, without addressing this side, I'll, I'll sort of slag that off. Like, like the classic one is if there's, like, if there's like young girls there and older men there, I'll always go, now look, you've got to be careful. This is London. There's some creepy men about. And <laughs> you don't know where they're going to be. You never know, but they'll be just there. Be, their tongues will be pouring out of you. And then you just turn around to this side. Job's done. Audience is loving it. <laughs> and it's that thing about doing, doing very... You know, you're you're not doing much to get laughs, and it's working. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Um, I've so much enjoyed talking to you. It's 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 absolutely flown. This. Um, just before we go, is there anything else you would like to say? Uh, where can people find you on social media, for example? Have you got any gigs coming up? Is there any podcasts that you do? Anything like that? No, well, no, I don't really. The thing, if I was going to say anything, it would be that I am. Um, I started doing comedy when I was twenty-seven, and I started doing just stand-up on my own when I was thirty-four, right. maybe. And I think that there's n that there's no barrier to entry into this world, and I think that if you want it hard enough, you'll you'll get it. Because yeah. there's, there's there's always things about how it's difficult for working-class people to get in, or it's difficult for um, for anybody to get in. The, the, the thing is, the TV companies and audiences want our voices, and the only thing that will stop you is you. And yeah, yeah. I had to, and all my comic friends, and every single one will tell you this if you ask them this, I gave my entire life to this. Like, I don't have any friends that don't do this from my old life. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and I think most comics would tell you exactly the same. You have to give your entire life to it. Like for, God, 10 years, me and my wife for date night would go to the gig I was at. That was it. Wow. And I think if you want it enough and you give your entire self to it, and you know, you got to listen and learn and, yeah, you know, read yeah. some work, and, but largely it's that thing of like throwing your entirety at it, then you'll, you'll be successful and get somewhere. And that's, that's it, really. Well that's said, thing I would say. Well said. That, that, that's exactly it. That, that is exactly it. You know, if, it, yeah. if, if you put the work in, then the success yeah. will come out of it. It's yeah. as simple as that. Um, that success is just being a full-time comic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Being um, able to not have another job. Yeah. Uh, have Have you got any gigs coming up? Have you got any live gigs? Are you going on tour at all? No, no. I've just got the ones I do at my gig at the Customs House. It's jasonscomedyclub.co.uk. Right. Okay. Come if you want. It well, always sells out good early. Well, the next time I'm in Newcastle, which isn't very far away, I'll oh, definitely come and see you. And, I hope you uh, come um, let me know. Definitely, mate. It's been, and it's been an absolute joy talking to you. It really has. You're a very, very oh, funny man, and thank you oh, so much for doing your this. Mouth. <laughs> Not have it. Not. <laughs> you are you made me laugh a lot clearly Good. now <laughs> all right then. i met a bloke the other day who was uh, uh how can i say this so he works for tv i make people laugh that's me bloody thing that's what i do <laughs> and i couldn't crack this bloke and at the end i don't i don't want to him <laughs> well all the very best you can't, you can't understand. <laughs> all the very best you and thank you so much for doing this no worries Lee. take care have a good night all the best now thank you uh -huh. cheers now